The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. Matt, I'm sure, will be chiming in as he's, he's loading up for belching over there. No. All right. No, no belching today? No, I, I didn't say that. All right. Oh, dude, Dr. Pepper and Mike and X do not mix well. No, they do not. That's, you're going to be throwing up. Forget belching. That's like, it's going to be throwing up. And besides, hot tamales are way better than Mike and Ike's. Like, no. way better. No, but before we get into that, um, <laughs> we've got a uh, special guest today, Steve Merlihan. Steve, how's it going? All right, Larry. Good to see you. It's been Good a to time. see you. I was going to say, it's been a while. Steve uh, remembers all the um, shenanigans and more. At shenanigans. At shenanigans. There's yeah. the belch. Uh, shenanigans that we pulled over at the park Sorry. camp. Um, in fact, Steve was uh, involved. He was the Roddy Roddy Piper of one of the uh, the wrestling matches. It's um, the highlight of my summer. The highlight of the summer. <laughs> you hit somebody over the head with a jug, didn't you? Yeah. No, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's right. You hit him. I thought you got hit. No, but you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you were the a... ge- you were the special guest referee, and then you turned yes. on. Yeah, you I had, had uh, I Macho had, Man. I had to turn heel. No, no, he, t- he didn't turn on me. I, you no, know, I didn't turn on Macho. No, no, no Man. but he turned on. Um, who did you turn on? You turned on somebody. Oh, the uh, Hulkster. Do you remember? That oh, was yeah, Hulk, that was the Hulk Hogan one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It took us so long, to, so long to get that hit correct. Yeah. That you did actually hit him. Yeah, but it's okay. Well, that it's was because right. we – did we end up going with the stick or whatever? What did you hit him with? It was a water jug. It was a water, water, water jug. It, like one of those big – uh, like water cooler jugs. Water cooler jugs. Wasn't it supposed to be something at first where like it was supposed to be a uh, no? He was supposed to put stick. His, he was po- he was going to put his hands up, which he did, but I just I overreact. You know, I I went full bore and I hit him anyways. <laughs> Got a little <laughs> enthusiastic. Yeah, you know, it's all for the show. We had little Josh Newman tabletop Shane. Yes. <laughs> that was full. wait. What? Oh, that's right. We had Sal throw me like a wrapped up duct taped thing of like styrofoam and that I whacked was, somebody over the head yeah. with that. Yeah, too. that was supposed to be the kendo stick or whatever it was. I who did I do that? Was that to John? Was that the John one? I think so. That was the John one when he was Kamala. Kamala, yeah. <laughs> Except he did not want to do Kamala. He did not want to do Kamala. <laughs> After he saw a picture, he was just like, No. I forget. Did he go full Kamala? Did he, he do did like not, the painting and he stuff? He did not have the stars around his nipples. No. <laughs> No, he put a T-shirt on. He had he a white did. T-shirt, yeah. He put, and they painted it on there. But he just he did, went, yeah. He oh, went yeah. T-shirt, yeah. I do not remember that. But um, I, dude, I still think about how how your idea derailed into something completely different. Originally. Oh, it was originally the idea was, <laughs> and it was great. We'll have two counselors every week. Whatever they they win, and then next week we'll have two different counselors. Two different counselors. Literally the day before, I just told – I was like, dude, dress up as like a wrestler or something. And then you and Megan came up with the Macho Man and and Elizabeth. You guys got such a good reaction. So I was like, you know what? Just – I told Dan. I was like, go down. Lose. Go down. He became the champion, and then from there on, it just – Every week I had to buy more stuff on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. Macho Man or Andy Savage. 
It was uh, it garb. was fantastic. But I mean, like it was great because every day before sumo would happen, we'd run through what our plan was and we'd get people ready. And then I, and I loved it because people would come up to me. They're like, "What's the plan for this week?" And I'm just like, "You got." I, I legit felt like one of like the planning people sitting next to Vince McMahon. <clears throat> yeah, it was because we would always like I usually pick the person because we did sumo what on Thursdays or was yeah. it Tuesdays? Thursdays. I usually pick the person by like Monday or Tuesday. I'd give them a heads up like, hey, do you want I'd find out who it was. And then sometimes they would tell me like or towards the last like I told Jack dresses as Hogan. I told uh, John dresses Kamala. Um, Shane told me Shane was like, yeah, I'm going to dress as a, a a soccer player, a soccer player. No, yeah, I was like, okay, no. that was early on. That was yeah. the second one. Well, and then Connor dressed and then as Connor, like a hot dog. Connor was like, yeah, I'm going to dress as a hot dog. I was like, ooh. Can we not do the hot? Because by that time it was the third week. I was like, "This is gaining." I was like, "No, I don't want to do a hot dog." Yeah. But he made it work. Oh, he made it work. All right. Was Shane the one with him and him and uh, Will, or was Connor yeah the one with him and Will? No, it was Shane. Shane and Will. So that was a triple threat match. Yes. Yeah. How did we? How did we pull that one off? I have no idea. Tabletop Shane, but I don't know what we did with Will. <laughs> I have no idea. But then everything would kind of come together, like, on Wednesday. Uh, you, Megan, and I would just kind of, all right, here's what we're going to do. I remember even before, like, the last day when I did my Stone Cold, we didn't even know how the hell we were going to finish it until that morning. Yeah. When I, I just texted you, I was that. like, dude, Rocky two ending. I was like, we both go down. You know, I get up. I gave myself a minor concussion that day. How? Because we were stumbling to get back up and stuff, and I clearly had to, like— go back down while you were coming up. So I went back down, except I went down too forward, and I whacked my head <laughs> against the ground. So I don't. you have the video of the final one, right? I do. I finally got the video. Um, you got to send it to me. But it's not like the full video. It only shows. It's just the end, right? It only shows yeah. the end. Well, still send me the video, because if you look at the video at the end, like afterwards, I like get up and I stagger, like I stagger and go back down. That's perfect. I didn't even, I didn't even realize. No, that was after the match was over. I legit. Oh, bust. after it was done. You, yeah, like after, like you were declared the winner. Like I'm trying to get back up, but I just can't because I was. Like, I still have our our promo vids that we shot for that. That was the one with Mean Gene mean and you, Larry. You were uh, I threw the Mean Gene. I threw the stump. To see, I haven't seen uh, that one. I, I, I have it with me. Like. I threw it's buried in. The I threw the stump and I almost broke the bench. I remember that near the yeah. Oh my gosh, that was great. That was one though because that was the summer that we didn't do any of the camp videos or whatever. I thought that could have if we did a camp video that year, that could have been like. Remember the uh, Marco's wedding, the Hangover theme, or whatever oh, year. Yeah. Oh, that, that could have a... been like the entire theme of where we could have interviewed Kamala. We could have had fun interviewing the Hulkster. We could have done all those, but. That was, Larry, that was your best idea. The sumo one? In the 17 years. That was. No, that, for, for the video. And, of course, it was the summer where I was told. Yeah, that no I, that video. I could no longer have fun. So I knew going into that season, it was my last season. But I. Cause see, you're, you're a better out. person than me. I, if I, I mean, I knew we, we went out the same year. All three of us went out the same year. But if I was in charge of the video and I knew I wasn't coming back, I, I kind of would have had the idea of, screw it. What are you going to do? Fire me after the uh He already gave you so much crap at that banquet. I know. So Who did? John or Ian? For yeah. what? Oh, it, it, was just, it was just a bad situation. It was a bad situation. Like, I ended up yelling. 
Like, we got into a verbal argument. At the yeah, point. I remember that. Like, do I really need this? Really? Yeah, because he, he came and confronted me that he wasn't, that he didn't expect me to, to show any video. And I'm like, you told me no, no fun video, but we always showed the camp video. Right. Oh. And he got in my face about it. And I'm like, I don't, you know what? It, it was, I always wondered how I was going to go out. And it's not the way I wanted to go out, but I feel like Larry. I think you probably had your best season on your last year. You went out. You went out on top, Larry. I especially sumo. I well, you you got your award and everything else. You did. You you, you kind of went out on top. I did. Um, that was. I think that if I went out on top, like if from like a personal thing, um, there would have been that little voice inside of me that'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll go back to the well one more time. But I feel like I feel like that was the year before that. Um. Not uh, not the year we went out, but the year before that, I thought that was your best year with the videos and stuff that you did oh. with everything. I thought that was the hangover. I mean, you had a ton of great years, um, but I think at that point, I think that you – I don't want to say you should have quit a year before, but that would have no, been your year. I, that would have yeah. been your year to, yeah. like, go out yeah. the way that I would. I mean, I, I, I did that last year because of COVID and everything else and the sense of normalcy and – um, it was a weird I, year. It, it, part of me looks at it and says, um, having that conflict at the end, not just at the banquet, but the last three weeks, like it, it was not a, a fun time. And Did you know was, you were going out? Or? I knew I was going out. Okay. Well, after I after I, I had a pre meeting at the uh, at the end of June, uh, the week like setup week. I had okay. a pre meeting, and right there, I was told like I can't have any fun. Um, and I knew I'm like, oh, I should not have done this, but I'll see my commitment through. Um, so I knew I was going out. Um, but the way the the season transpired, I I'm glad in a sense that it did not end on a high note, because like I said, there would have been a little voice in my head being like, uh, maybe just one more. One more try to do. And I knew, I knew I needed to move on um, even just professionally for the school year. Like I did not. It's that that was. The big difference, and I'm not saying any other person's job in that during summer was different, but the idea of having a deadline and being under pressure for a deadline, um, after everything that had gone on with um, obviously pandemic related and then me, you know, family situation, everything else, I knew that I needed I, I need time to not have to worry about any pressure or deadline. You know, deadline. Yeah. So if if I was just doing a meaningless job that didn't really matter, like yeah, I, I I don't have a problem working in the summer. But to to create something under pressure with a deadline that hundreds of people are going to watch, um, I just didn't need that stress anymore. Yeah, it became so. less of less of a summer job and more of an actual like this is a job job yeah and it was impacting me like because the 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 school year was so rough the previous year i'm like i'm not gonna last in my real profession yeah if i don't have time to recharge oh for Uh, sure so that's it's like you know what enough is enough and again i do think about that every once in a while like i'm still in some uh chat groups and message groups and it's strange because of like the last couple months um i'm like i had another nightmare that, oh, that they asked me to come back to camp and that I agreed to do it for some reason. Like, I, it, it does pop up every once in a while in my dreams where it's like, why am I even care? Like, why do I even care yeah. about this? But it's, it was such a huge part 
of our lives for so long. And Larry, 17 years, Larry. It's, that's a long time. That's a long that's time. That's a long time. I, I thought I was going to go out at 10, so I made it past 10. Did we come in the same year? We came in the same year. I came in uh, the second week into camp because John never got around to actually calling me and getting uh, into camp. But he had spoken to me during the school year, at the end of the school year about it, and I said, sure. He was trying to get me into the, to do tennis anyways. Um, and yeah. I t- and I avoided that. <laughs> uh, he 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 asked me three years in a row. You didn't want to sit to on the tennis. hot tennis court yeah. all day. It would have been with McKeon. Um, that would have been fun. Yeah. Uh, so I avoided that, and then he asked me to after he saw uh, a school video that I did to to come in and do the video. And he finally, uh, I still remember the phone call. I was driving to Letchworth in the first week of July, and he calls me and he asked me to come in, and that's when he was still doing like actually getting photos developed and all that film photos and stuff like that. And, um, so yeah, that I came in, I was the same year as that you were there. Yeah. So, and back in that, like I started off in athletics and it was, it was a total at that point, a total, just fun job. Oh yeah. It was just, you know, go in. I did the little kids. Honestly, you could have them run around for 40 minutes. Like it was just all pure fun stuff. Um, the only, that was the start of sumo. The only reason I got sumo is because, when I started, that was the first time I actually somebody actually came to me in any tor- any sort of professional thing and said, "Look at this catalog. You have a five hundred dollar budget. You can buy, buy whatever what you, you want. want." So of course, me, I'm looking through stuff like, "All right, we're going to need this." And I just saw these sumo suits. I think they were eighty five for the pair or whatever. And I'm like, "Ooh, that's going to be fun." I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with them, but I knew that's going to be fun. And I remember when I did them with the little kids, um, John looked and he asked, he's like, do you want to do that during the, like, the last flag? I think the first year I only did it during the last, the last uh, day or last week of flag. Yeah. And from there it took off, and it was fantastic. But, um, yeah, I was – see, I went, into that, I went into that camp season. I didn't tell anybody, I think until like week three, but I knew that was it yeah. for me. I knew that was it because I knew my wife and I – we were looking the following year. We were going to do our big Italy trip, trip. which we did. Mm-hmm. And I just – it was it was becoming less of fun. Like every, And not only that, but for me, I mean, at that point, the year before, Dan Myers had left. We were kind of aging before, out. We were. <laughs> I, and that's I, the thing. I even told Ian, <laughs> yeah. like we had talked about it a lot of times during the summer, but like, dude, I feel like the old guy at the club. Yeah. Like all your friends are gone. You're like the the 40-year-old, and there's nothing but like 20-year-olds there. But like, dude, I'm, I, this is – don't get me wrong. Everybody was cool. The younger generation was really cool. Good people. I'm glad it's it's kind of taking its own turn, but it was. It's different though now. It's just like man, yeah. I I just you feel like you feel like you belong, but you feel like you're just the old guy that everybody comes to, and you're like, well, back in my day, we did it when when I was a con, we did it. Just like I, it's just it was time to go. When when your coworkers are individuals that you've known since they were four years old. Yeah, when you had most of them now as, as campers. That's, yeah. It was just, it was time to go. And I was happy with, but don't get me wrong, and Matt and I, we had definitely talked about it last summer. We're like, dude, should have let's but, just go back one more, let's just go back and do one more thing. Let's just go, let's just not we, tell anybody. We had the cops called on and, us. Uh, and that's the one, that's, I, I have no regrets about leaving, the, except the only thing that I do regret about leaving is 
I, I, I felt like I gave John a little bit too much crap at the last counselor dinner. Nah, like, no. I, I, I think he was a little, a little peeved at me and whatever. Towards the end, and I'll, I'll tell you this, when we did the 70s week, I was being a little bit of a jerk. I wasn't there. Um, well, Bill was taking pictures for you. Yeah, I had my um, parents' memorial. For the, that, the oh, that the, the C-Day? Yeah, that, yeah, that Friday. Well, no, even that whole week. Like, you know John in his 70s. He wants oh, yeah. disco, 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 oh, yeah. disco. So at that point, it's raining, man. I knew there was only, it was week Hallelujah, five, so I knew there was only two weeks. Men. So I just started, I went 70s in the opposite direction. I started playing, like, a lot of uh, Zeppelin, a lot of, like, just classic rock. Yeah, good music. You were putting the screws to him. And John would come up to me, you know, he'd start, like, what about disco? What about some ABBA? What about that? I'm like, eh, it's 70s. So the the parents were loving it. Everybody was loving it. All of a sudden, the C-Day, I started with, I think I started with Smoke on the Water or whatever. <laughs> and, of course, John comes over and, get on disco now, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And then he's, you know, well, you know, Rob would have this disco playing all day long. I was like, well, call Rob. <laughs> and, you know. I was being a bit of a jerk. Um, I'll admit it. And, of course, Ian comes over. He's like, Larry, can you? So, sure, put on disco, whatever. And then from there on, I just, like, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm out. And then even at the dinner, I took a shot at him during my little speech. Did you? I don't remember that. I took a – I wasn't was, a huge shot. I was pounding drinks, though. It I was, was just so – off that night. I told – you know, I told the whole story how I got hired, where I got hired to be a lifeguard, or I wanted to be a lifeguard. I remember John that. hired me as um, – Kept saying, "I want you athletics. I want you athletics." Finally, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do athletics." I was like, and I said something to the effect, "Like it's about you know at least John got something right or something like that, or or John finally did something some something to that effect." Right. And I you know I should have apps you know said something like you know I'm just kidding thanks John yada yada nah. which I do. I, I mean, I I appreciate all the all the stuff that he's done for me over the years. I appreciate all the hard work that he's done with that camp. I do, but at that point, I didn't. I just left it with that shot, and then I, that was that. That was it. Just remember Nancy. It was a little Nancy, yeah. I mean, she would go off, but apparently, apparently, people like would tell me afterwards, but like, ooh, John kept all what John was saying was, "Did you hear the way Larry spoke? Did you hear like that shot, Larry's like?" I didn't think it was horrible, but no, it was fine. I feel badly if he took it that way, but eh. at the same time, sorry, you know not sorry. How many times did he yell at you? Exactly. How many times did he rip you apart? If it makes you feel any better, he called okay. me last. He called me when he I was, love this story when he was trying to recruit me for the following year. And first off, he told me that he was moving me out of my group, and I was like, "No, I, I want to stay with eight nine because I know these guys. Like, I made it here. I'm not leaving." So he was like, "Fine, fine." And then he was just like, "But I want you to know that you hang out." With a lot of bad people, and I don't want their negative. I don't want that negative aura to be coming in this camp. So it's like if you come into this camp, you got to check your stuff at the door. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to make this whole park camp bagging thing, but if <laughs> well, it's like what is that supposed to be? I it means feel like you hang out with. I feel like bad influences. You know, yeah. even with you, influences. even with myself, Bridget. It was her last year. Um, I forgot who else went out with us that year. I feel like even though we knew, for the most part, all of us, I think, knew it was our last year, I felt like we all brought it. 
every single day, though. I don't think I, I don't think either of us, any of us, mailed it in. I was gonna say, oh, no. I, like, I don't I, think any of us. Like, eh. I, I, I ended up buying a new computer just to do yeah. the video that summer. So, and quite honestly, though, the video was shorter. I thought it was probably the most polished looking one that I'd ever done. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it was shorter, but. Uh, no, we we definitely gave it our yeah, all. and I don't yeah. I don't think anybody mailed Absolutely. it in. No, no one mailed it in. I feel like um, I feel like that lat. I feel like our last year was because I would talk to people from camp who I still talk to, or for lack of a better word, they still talk to me. Um, they would be like, "Camp is just so different now with all you guys gone." Because legit, like I feel like well, it's got to be different, and different doesn't have to be, be different. It doesn't be a bad. No, it doesn't have to be bad. It's gonna be different because, but, and even. Even my last year, our last year, it was different without Bill. It was different without Dan. Yeah. It was different, you know, and that's... Dave. With Dave. It it was just, wasn't bad, wasn't better, wasn't worse, just different. Yeah. Different vibe. Um, But I still do think... I, I, I just want to come back, like, just one more sumo day. I want to just hijack sumo. No, I'm good. Yeah, like I, I can't go back. I just want to hijack sumo. I swear to you, we'd get the cops called on us. Well, we'd have to clear it with Julie, but I just want to hijack sumo. John will call the cops on us. Is John still there, oh, yeah. or is it just Julie's show now? No, I, I, I no, I, John's I, still there. I, he's still there. I thought it was like a three-year thing. I thought it was. I thought it was only a two-year. Like, well, this would. Well, be your, your no, because he had the one year with Ian, right. and then the one year with Julie, and I thought that was it. Mm, no, knowing him, he's probably. I, I can't. They probably renewed his contract. Yeah, because he's he's supposed to be in charge of all. Though Julie is, you know, supposed to be head of the summer camp. He's supposed to be head of all the camps. So, I miss I, Jen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jen was its own thing. Jen at that point. Um, that was a mess. It was a mess, but it was kind of fun because at that, especially when Marco was still with me, even though he was part-time. Um, it was basically Marco, myself, and uh, Chrissy. And, yeah. a, and, and the second year when Marco didn't come back for a time, a lot of it was Chrissy basically love, running I the show. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Chrissy would bounce off, bounce off ideas on me. And, um, oh, yeah, Chrissy didn't go back either. No. I, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember we won't get into yeah. that. Yeah. But, All right. No, yeah, no. But no. I, I do want to hijack Sumo one more time. <laughs> so, speaking of wrestling... First off, WWE, WWE is UFC. Was, yeah, they are combining. I don't, oh yeah, they were getting bought huge. out by UFC, right? That's now, huge. It's gonna be interesting because are they going to incorporate like UFC storylines into the WWE now? Please like, don't make UFC or are they, so fake. Or are they gonna no. bring like like UFC fighters who maybe aren't like top of the line guys and promote them in WWE. I could see, I could see a little cross promotion. I could see cross promotion. Absolutely. I could see Kimbo slice, but it's funny because I always thought though, a lot of those UFC guys, they hated WWE guys because they're not quote unquote wrestlers. They're not fighters. It's, it's entertainment. Yeah. Right. Well, Brock Lesnar was a real UFC fighter. Wasn't Ken Shamrock. Years ago, yeah, too? Ken Shamrock was yeah. one of the originals. He yeah. was like where there was basically no rules, right? Like so, and he was in he was in the tournaments where you didn't fight one fight. You fought like a whole like yeah. three. If you wanted to win, I think it was four fights in a night. Yeah, that you would have to fight. Yeah, that's weird. I though. mean, it makes sense in a in a way. 
It does make sense. It does. I mean, it's it's a good fit. I just oh. wonder if it's just those two companies and they're going to keep them because they're all under one umbrella. If I they're just going to keep them separate or if they're going to cross promote. I, I really hope no cross promotion. I think it would be. I think you, you'd see some cross promotion, but I don't. I don't see wrestlers going to UFC. I see them bringing a UFC fighter in to do something, but, but could, not like a full storyline. But like have a UFC wrestler or UFC fighter run out and do something to turn a match and then like run back in kind of like Conor McGregor interfering or right. being like a so corner man something or something like that. Oh my god. I could I could see something Conor McGregor like that. deserves to go to the WWE. Listen, now, if the WWE needs more like storylines, I figure we could work for them. You so, know, and with, also, with the, like, with the you, resume that we did over Sumo. Wanna, I wouldn't want to work for them. Why not? I've heard I've heard that like the upper management and stuff like it is it was pretty crazy, yeah. It was rough. Speaking of upper management, did you see Vince McMahon? Like when just, he had his press conference about this are, whole. Are we talking about just like his like body? No, but I thought wasn't it like maybe okay. a, a few months I, ago gonna, he was retiring or he was giving yes. up the company, no, and was, now all of a sudden so, he's back. So this he is the stepping, first time. Yeah. First off, yeah, like he's had some work done to his face, and he kind of looks. You think? Kind of looks waxy, but he came out with a villain mustache. No way! Like, and it's one of the most ridiculous things. I'm gonna pull this like up right personally now. grown or fake. Like it, it, it looks like it was personally grown and then hand dyed. Um, it, it is. It's a, like a pencil thin uh, villain mustache. It, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I'm gonna. You have to see this if you if you didn't see it because this is what is it like those old cartoony yes. villains where you like. Twinkle or like twirl up the mustache. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh no. Like it's that looks rough. Like it it almost looks like um someone painted it out. When was this? This was I just caught this yesterday. Oh that's Sports Illustrated a day ago. You would think if you were worth how many billions of dollars? He's actually lost a lot of money. Yeah, but did he lose all of it? Like he, like he looks like the Vince McMahon who lost all his money and like, now he's like working he's, at a Walmart. He's turned into a caricature Ooh. of himself. Like he's clearly been wait, injected. Wait, let, me, let me see it again. Like that is ridiculous. He looks like an older version of um the Aviator. Listen, I'll name? say it. He looks like a waiter at a Mexican restaurant. I almost feel like he looks like he's done up by by no pun intended, like an Undertaker. Like he looks like he could be laying in a casket right now. Like let's do way too much makeup, put some fillers in, and draw on a mustache. Somebody's got to tell him that Howard that Hughes. He looks like an look. older version of Howard Hughes. I can see that with the mustache. Like it looks really bad. Whatever. Yeah, it looks. It, it, it's no. I thought his daughter was the CEO now. Like is this. Why well, I thought so, but then didn't he take it back? I don't know. Triple H is also involved. To the I don't know. This is classic Vince McMahon. To remind you. Yeah. Now, like, see, that's... Like, that looks like Vince McMahon. Yeah. But I figure there are... Ve- I think there are How very few Vince? people... He's in his 70s. Yeah, he's got to be pushing close to 80. But I feel like there's very few people that can pull off just the mustache. The boostache. Like, I figure if you, if, if you do right, a mustache, right, you've got to get beard or something. Name them. Who could pull off well, just straight mustache? I'm trying to think. There are very few people. Who is the guy, like... Like uh, I figure it's it just, it's almost got to be some it's almost got to be like like a cowboy. I was going to say the guy the narrator of of the Big Lebowski. Deep voice southern voice. Is that it's not Sam Waterston. It's not the guy who played Roadhouse, is oh, it? Oh, yeah, Sam Waterston. Yeah. He but could, did he narrate Big Lebowski? Cuz he he could definitely pull off He can pull off the stash. Um 
Um, Eddie Murphy can pull off the stash. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you know Eddie Murphy's turning 64? I know. I still remember him from Gumby's in, in uh, Saturday Night Live skits. Buff we Sings. Buff Looking for up in all the wrong places. <laughs> uh, no, who else could pull off the mustache, the moustache? Um, I... Oh, um, uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. Didn't he have a mustache? Yeah, he pulled off the mustache. Let's uh, let's look at the greatest mustaches. But I feel like it's got to be a cowboy character. Are we talking it, about like or, or Wild West? Like, are we talking about real people or like real people or even just like the characters that they did? Um, who was it? Did Zorro have a mustache? Zorro had a mustache. So Antonio Banderas had the mustache when he did Zorro. I know the original Zorro did. Because I feel like Antonio Banderas, for some reason, I'm picturing him and Zorro. And I, I feel like he pulled off the mustache. Oh, dude, young Alex Trebek. He had a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, but those, all those mustaches those were like... when he shaved his mustache off. Those yeah. were all like thick, bushy mustaches. You can't do... I figured nobody can do the pencil-thin mustache. Yeah. Um, like, the thin, like the one that McMahon has. The pencil-thin or whatever, like just above the lip. That's like, that's like the, that's the terrible mustache. I just realized who he reminds me of now. Hold on. It's another wrestler. Oh, I know. I was going to say, what about Walter Cronkite? But that was a little... He had a mustache? Vince McMahon now reminds me... Reggie Jackson. Yes. Vince McMahon now reminds me of, like, a bad Iron Sheik. But that was a better mustache. Yeah, that was a that was a hearty like, mustache. If McMahon had a mustache like that, I'd be like, okay, he could at least he's he's pulling it off. I saw I saw the Iron Sheik do stand up comedy Oof. when there was a Howard Stern, yeah, tour. Did you ever see uh, Beetlejuice was there? The Iron Sheik was there. They had a uh, autobiography on the Iron Sheik. I think it was on Netflix or, yeah. or uh-huh. I saw. It. I loved it. Yeah, but he was in some rough. He was in some they, rough. Well, that's professional wrestling. For a while. They all were. Yeah, it's like every professional. There, there's not a professional wrestler that's like, oh, successful, no issues. Well, I think nowadays, married nowadays, it definitely seems like it's more where they can because they're getting paid decent money. Yeah, yeah. Well, like well, if you make the WWE or what's the one AEW, if you make one of those top promotions, you're probably making at least six figures. Uh, yeah, you would think, maybe, yeah. You don't it think dep- it depends on your popularity. Yeah, I figured even a low mid card is probably making are, like how much merchandising, dude. If you're selling. a solid C tier, I think you're making like eighty k with promote. With I think you're making at least six. No, I don't know if they have a professional uh, wrestling entertainment association union that represents them. No, because Vince probably McMahon, not. Vince McMahon doesn't allow that. Yeah, but like back in this, back in the eighties or nineties, I think like you you had. Guys like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair that were making like top dollar, and then you guys, the rest of the guys were making like maybe twenty a year, like maybe twenty thousand. Oh, yeah, but even the top guys had significant issues. Oh so. yeah, well at that point too, there wasn't like quote unquote health insurance or travel yeah. expenses or the, like you were it health was insurance. Health like... insurance. Don't get hurt. Do they have any health insurance? Eh. Maybe not. I don't think so. Well, because think about it. Okay. But the thing with the wrestling world is that, yeah, you could be making top dollar, but that's only as long as you're active. 
you get you tear your ACL, you're out for six, eight months. You're not making any money because you're not wrestling. There's got to be some kind of clause. Like, I would assume there's something in the contract. Stone Cold was still like making a, money because yeah. they're selling his stuff. Yeah, and it's something like football too, where I'm assuming they're gonna sign you to a year deal, two year deal, or whatever. Like, if you're if Josh Allen got hurt and missed the year, he's still getting his salary. It it does not it's not game based. Well, and I think those well, that's the thing. I think those contracts are not as set in stone as they are with other sports. Maybe you could I, be right. I think that if they misbehave, they can. You're out. Well, and think about like they could be promised a certain amount of money, and then like depending on how the year goes, like Vince can come back and say like, "Nah, I can't do that anymore." That happened with that. That happened with Bret Hart in the late '90s. Oh yeah. Well, that's one thing too. But I think that's with any sport. Like if you go out and you get, all right, we signed we signed him. You know, Larry last year to a two year deal, million a year. But Jesus Christ, the guy's been hurt every other week. We're not signing him next year. But I feel like that's in every sport. But even though I got hurt, unless it's – I mean, you've got clauses in, like, professional sports where if I went out and played pickup game and blew out my knee during a pickup basketball game, then I lose money because it was yeah. my own stupidity. But if I went out and did it in practice or in a game – It's different. It's, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, getting hurt as a teacher in the school. You get yeah. workman's comp. So um, just really a quick, uh, quickly pulled this up. Um, it's a couple years old. Talking to the mic. Just, you, you can hear me still. You can still hear me. Just, uh, that's better. Just move this mic okay. over. Move that look, mic. I'm, no, move the mic over. I know, but this is, anyways. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, $12 million. Like yearly? Roman Reigns, $5 million. Yeah. Randy Orton, four and a half. Triple H, three point six. Why is Brock so much higher? Goldberg, one point six. The Undertaker, two and a half. The Miz, two and a half. Stephanie McMahon, two and a half. Seamus, one million. Shane McMahon, one million. Kane, who's now mayor. Yeah. He, uh, 900,000. And then you just go down. Uh, Alexa Bliss, 350,000. Liv Morgan, 250,000. So. That's what I mean. Even the people you don't know are still I know six all figures. Of those people. I have no idea who the last two were. They're female wrestlers. Yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, WWE has just started giving female wrestlers, I mean, just started giving female wrestlers actual credibility. Up until, like, the late, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, women were just looked at still, like, as the Attitude Era was, like, just eye candy. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like the valet. Well, back in the 80s, they weren't even. Just valets. They were valets. Yeah, and then they kind of progressed into, like, the divas, and then, you know, you'd have, like, the, uh. What was it like the 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 sh- like the undergar like the underwear wrestling matches? Oh, were- the lingerie battles. Oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like where like the women had to like basically tear their clothes off. Yeah, right. Like, well, that's the market they were going after. Yeah, but, but yeah, now they actually have like legitimate wrestling moves, legitimate well, wrestling they're, they're ability. At- well, and that's the they've thing. been trained. And the and the sad part was like the girls that were getting that stuff done to them. Originally, like, you know, and the divas and all that other stuff. Um, back in those days, they were still athletes. They just weren't getting recognized. The fabulous Moolah. I don't know if I classify her as an athlete or not. Not her. Like, like she, she's, she's wrestling on one night, and then she she's, died. She's, uh, yeah, she died, but. She's then, 137. And, and then she was, she was your chain-smoking um, 
bartender the, the next night because yeah. that's what she reminded me of. Like your your local towny bar bartender that chain smokes off to the side, and then you know she'll go out and wrestle the match. Like yeah. it could it could easily <laughs> she could have wrestled at the bar or in a ring. It would have been the same thing. Oh yeah. Well, I do figure that. Like back in the Attitude Era, I think you had that. You had that woman that, or the woman wrestler who was either just there strictly for, hey, listen, we're going to teach you like one or two wrestling moves, but don't worry. We're not going to mess you up. You're not, if we do slam you, you're going to be like literally placed yes. on the ground. That was clearly obvious. Yeah, too. like yeah. You're, you're there strictly. If Rikishi sat on you, don't worry. I yeah. feel like that kind of changed with China. Yes. Like China and was the first China one. was the only one during that era that yes. actually got credibility. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, I Rest feel like we'll how any was. female wrestler that's coming in, like, they're expected to know how to wrestle. They're expected to know, like, they're, yeah, they go- they're, they're, they're still, I guess, quote-unquote, eye candy, but that's not their only yeah. job. It's, they're there to put on a show, and like, the, and some they, they put on a damn good show. The more, not that I really watch wrestling anymore, but the more masculine. Yeah, it's been a while. I can't remember the last time I. Well, actually watched. there was just WrestleMania, so yeah. Did you? Did there you? Was? Know, yeah, WrestleMania two nights. Snoop, Snoop Dogg came in. Yeah, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dogg is wrestling now. You know Logan Paul's wrestler. Logan Paul, yeah. Logan Paul's a WWE. I thought he was a boxer. No, he's a WWE signed wrestler. His brother boxes. Either way, they're both POSs. Wait, which one Matt is knows, Matt, Matt knows my feeling Jake on Jake Paul's the, the wrestler uh, on or the Paul the Jake Paul's the bo- boxer? Jake Paul the boxer and Logan Paul the wrestler. Logan Paul is one that boxed Mayweather, though. I can't stand either of them. Wait, Logan Paul boxed Mayweather? Yeah. And so how is he not still, like, is that, wouldn't he be the better boxer? No. Was Jake Paul the one that just lost to Tyson Fury's brother? Yeah. Yeah. Jake Paul was the one like notorious for knocking people out and then actually lost when he got put up against a decent athlete. Yeah. But well wait, which one is the one that went through all like those UFC fighters that were like way past their prime? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. That was Jake Paul. Yeah, he also boxed like a former NBA yeah, um person. Was it uh I don't know, but he knocked him out. That was in the that was in the uh, Mike Tyson fight. That was yeah, a, Tyson versus uh, yeah. Joe, uh, Roy Jones. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird. But no, um, did you know there was a, a female wrestler who wrestled in WWE and she was from Buffalo? Yeah, um, Sable. No, I thought Sable was from Buffalo. Oh, that's, that's she's uh, it's Brock Lesnar's wife now. Yeah, but that, when she came in, she was Beth um, Phoenix. Oh, Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife. I didn't know that was Edge's wife, but I yeah. remember her from back. That was Beth, early 2000s, I think. Yeah, Beth Phoenix was from Buffalo, too. I thought Sable, because Sable used to be married to uh, Mark Merrill, and I thought Sable was from Buffalo, or maybe Merrill was from Buffalo. I don't know. Sable was born in Jacksonville, Florida. All right, that's not Buffalo. Um, um, but Beth Phoenix is up from this area. She's not wrestling anymore. Because I know Sable is Lesnar's wife now, or they were married. I don't know if they still are. That's the other thing, too. Like... It must be super hard, like because they're all they all are married to wrestlers. Yeah, Beth Phoenix is from Elmira, so close enough, Western New York. Yeah, but, I was gonna say there are. Well, I feel like that's in a lot of like you always uh, not always, but a lot of times you see teachers marry teachers, or you see uh, who you're around a lot. Yeah, you're just you know you're around those people, especially in the wrestling. I mean, you're you're traveling with them what two hundred two hundred and fifty days a year. What's the point of the WWE Hall of Fame, like? You can get inducted into the Hall of Fame and yet still wrestle. Yeah. Why? Because it's entertainment. Because it's entertainment. 
Like, I don't get Then what's the point? And also, yeah. and also, promotion, sell tickets, and also, another thing I booked. don't know how much I believe if, um, you know, the like, you know, the Roman Reigns is like now like the big top guy. He's Samoan. The two guys that he's with are also Samoan, and they're all related. Like him, The Rock, Rikishi, did, they're did all cousins. the same. Family. They yeah. actually, yeah, they actually had a story on ESPN about this. Is are, is it a real thing? Are they all really yeah. like from the same family? Yeah, they're all either cousins or uh, nephews, or like they're all because they were from. Um, I think they're most of their bloodline uh, came from. Uh, Larry's done the twenty three and me genetic testing on them. I have. You know, I actually have, yeah, one but of it those was from. Uh, uh, Rocky, I haven't done that. Rocky's father. Or Dwayne's father. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Rock's Rocky father. Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Yeah. The grandfather or whatever. So they're all they're all related. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I didn't know Umago and Rikishi were Listen, did you ever too. watch Young Rock? No. Oh, yeah. I love that show. I think part of the reason I like that show is because they'll, they'll flash in the occasional old wrestler. Yeah. Like Hillbilly Jim or oh, the Iron yeah. Sheik's a character on there. Yeah. Uh, King Kong Bundy was not. It was Sergeant Slaughter, wasn't he? Sergeant Slaughter was on there. I remember. I remember The Rock played his dad at yes in that '70s show. Yeah, episode. Yeah, (laughs) Rocky's dad is on there. Well, no, The Rock played his dad, but yes, in that '70s show. Yeah, I miss that show. But that was a good show. It was. That was a really good. Speaking of people that married each other. Did you watch that? Really what was it? What's the spinoff that of that, 90s that, 90s that, 90s that 90s show? I saw it on Netflix. Half the it's stuff decent. they had in that show was not even from the 90s, yeah. like product-wise. I agree. Like, it wasn't from the I 90s. I saw it once. I saw the first. They only did one season. I saw it on Netflix just because I was bored at work. So I'll download the first, Netflix stuff. And the but. thing was, like, from the first episode, it was just, like, all the people coming back. And then after that, it was just like, uh Oh, it's going to be garbage season two because they already did all the, oh, look, it's Ashton Kutcher. Oh, right. look, it's it's Mila Kunis. Oh, yeah. look, it's, I forgot the other actress, Topher Eric, Grace. Eric Froman. Yeah. Froman. And Fromer. they had Wilder Vamarama. I think they all they had them all on there. Yeah. Um, they had uh, the guy from... Uh, Chicken Chong, yeah, um, Tommy, Tommy Chong, Tommy, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> now that they've got all of that, there's like no more nostalgia angle to play out. No, there's not, and it's unfortunate. Speaking of nostalgia, I was watching the Walking. I'm rewatching the Walking Dead on Netflix. That show just hits different after a worldwide pandemic. I have never seen that show. I've never seen an episode of that show. It's always one of those shows where I want to watch it. Once you never start, really get around to it. Once you start, it's hard to stop. But I watched it originally, like, 2017. Pandemic hit. I just started rewatching it. It made me feel uncomfortable. Isn't that the one that's on AMC? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've never... It is so... Because, like, you know, imagine you wake up from a coma and the world's shut down. And, like, we I mean, all we all that's, that's... lived that. Yeah. Except we weren't in a coma. One day we just woke up and the world shut down. It was so weird. Yeah. Like, it makes me uncomfortable seeing, like, abandoned streets and abandoned stores. And I was like, that... I remember driving down a street and there was nobody. Driving down the airport. Yep. No one there. Steve, now you had to do the virtual teaching or whatever. Fan of virtual teaching or no? It was the biggest bullshit ever. But... As a teacher, though, were you a fan of it? No. Oh, I loved every single second. Stewie hated second it, too. Of it. Yeah, first off, I, mean, I loved working from home. My wife well, worked no, from home. So there's two different things here. Like, there was something to be said 
about, especially when we went back remote in the beginning of... 21, I think? No, it was 2020, fall of 2020. Um, That's right. Fall of 2020. Because we finished 2019. Like Thanksgiving through January, we went back remote through the beginning of 2021. Then we went back. There was something to be said about being able to wake up and walk 20 feet in your pajamas to the table and to sit down and have class. There's something to be said about that. Um, The reality is, though, uh, it was from an educational perspective. um, nothing Nothing was being absorbed by any of the kids um it was so so detrimental um in the classroom we are still dealing with post-covid uh behaviors yep um this year my classes um are some of the most difficult classes we've had no matter how much i sing and dance and swear and to try to get the kids' attention on anything, like the, the classes I co-teach with, they just they just stare. And they're just waiting for someone to unmute for someone to answer. And so like none of them answer. And that's all learned behaviors. Uh, they take off. Families take off in the middle of everything. Like, oh, hey, yeah. I'll hey, get- you, have, you, have a, you have your midterm and you're a week in Florida? Like, what – and and that yeah. those are just habits that developed during COVID. I you know I still have to. I have a I have a regency See, were exam. They, were they really developed during COVID? Because I've always, I mean especially as a it's coach, much worse. it's I've, much worse. I feel like those are always those have always been there. But like hey, no, sectionals are coming up. Well, we're going on vacation this week. Or I, I feel it, that the lack of commitment across the board, um, it it, it really ex- got exposed during COVID, and now it's just. Yeah, now it's just anything goes. Like just the overall ex and the the level of expectations has been was ruined. Um, on the flip side, it, it was actually really convenient to be able to get up and and walk to class. Um, and and the academic expectations were low. Um, and as Matt mentioned, uh, my dog absolutely was terrified of Zoom. Uh, to the point where I can still, like, if I need to work and he's just annoying me, he wants to, like, play, all I have to say is, Stewie, I have to go on Zoom. And he runs to the he corner of the house and just curls into a ball and just cowers. I tried to I tried to bring him on as a, because Wednesdays remained remote for the rest of 2021. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in person. Wednesday was the check-in period, the 20-minute check-in class. And I would do, like, show and tell. With high school kids, so like, all right, let's see your pets. And I would try to bring Stewie on camera, and the, and he, he was shaking. He was shaking. It's so bad that the kids could see that he was shaking through the camera, and then he would just run away. So, I I have done things to use this to my advantage. Sometimes I'll uh, pull up YouTube on my TV and just put a Zoom call on that's been recorded on YouTube. If I just need time to to work, and he just runs away. Um, and he's, so he's terrified of that now. I don't know why he just can't interpret seeing multiple people on the screen and hearing voices. He's also terrified of my ring cam if I talk into it. Um, so it's just, I think he doesn't interpret, uh, noise coming out of voices coming out of electronic boxes. See, but how was he like with TV and stuff? He's fine. Interesting. But what's the difference? I yeah, that's what I would mean. Like, I, I, I wish see... I could tell. I wish he could tell me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he he was he he was used to TV the entire time. 
but you we'll, know, we'll have Stewie on next week as a guest, and we'll discuss. The only positive thing from my perspective as a teacher of special needs is that I do appreciate when I have to have a CSE, and it can be a remote CSE. A virtual probably CSE. makes it so much easier. It makes it easier. It makes the parents like it better because they can just take twenty minutes and and zoom in from work. They don't yeah. have to take a half a day off. And when in contentious meetings, it's much easier when you have um, when people have to hit the the microphone button and then mute uh, back and forth. And like if someone's yelling virtually at you, that's uh, to me. I handle that a lot better than. If someone is three feet away at, at the cross the table yelling at me. Well, that's why I mean, I, I coach at a city so. school and any time in our classes during virtual, if a kid would start cussing, start swearing, start acting up, it was boop, boop, yes. kick out. And I remember I had one student who would, Mr. Did you just kick me out? I don't know. Did it look like this? Boop. And kicked him out again. And then they, on ours, you had the feature where you, they couldn't just keep coming back in, coming back in. They could try, but you had to let right. them in every time. Right. I know other school districts had uh, technology that you could that they you know they that you could see what they were doing on the school given equipment when they zoomed in, and you could shut that things down and everything yeah. else remotely. We did not have that, so clearly, when they're in a dark room and their screen's flashing, they're they're not paying attention to you or. They will log on, and I see the ceiling light or the fan going. And you know, I had one kid; he literally was Cartman because he would be in bed with a new bag of Doritos every day. And <laughs> yeah, he, I want he some poof. He would just be eating. Yeah, I can't wait for scoot, 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 scoot. Oh, looks like you're freezing up again. <laughs> so I literally—I mean, I would—I would call him Cartman. He literally was Cartman, and he'd just lay in bed, and he'd just eat Doritos. And he'd, he'd have his mic on. I had to constantly tell and this kid's 15 years old. I'm like, dude, turn your mic off, because all <laughs> we can hear are you just munching away at chips, eating them in bed, like crumbs everywhere. Like, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see the fact that, like, I had, I had a girl who – skipped town and went to their condo in Florida and did classes from and did Florida. classes in Florida and her and it, it was it's and this is the fourth year I've had her now I've had her for four years it's a it's a challenging situation and I watched mom how mom um, hopped on the bed behind her and crossed her legs and exposed herself to uh, everyone <laughs> on camera now um Thankfully, the students were then not engaged. It's not something you wanted to see. But then right after that, the father walked by in his boxers. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I've seen so a lot of... At least the camera was on. That's the one. Now, on ours, we had... I was not had... recording those, unfortunately. And, and fortunately, unfortunately, like, I guess fortunately, fortunately, because I, I would not want a copy of that. But <laughs> unfortunately, like, I really would like telling these stories. In, it, it definitely in years, helps you. It lets you like, know where your kids are coming from. Like, like I, sure. I would love to tell oh, yeah. these stories. Like they did what? And I think that was a huge adjustment. That especially older, uh, you know, the parents of the kids, and then you have even people on the news and everything. They mentally they they were they were making tons of mistakes with oh, virtual yeah. call-ins. Like you had that guy from CNN who got fired because he was there um, enjoying himself a little too much. Yeah. 
while he was doing an interview on CNN. So he was in a shirt and tie up top and nothing down below. Nothing down below. And, you know. Kind of like the mullet. Business in front, party party in the back. back. Yeah. So, But how many people do you really think honestly just dress top up in a lot of Zim calls? I've always wondered that. I personally did not do that. I did. Not in the sense that I, I rocked nothing. I would just have, like, shorts on. Sure. There might be times, yeah, where I'll have, like, like if I – I remember having it – I had an interview um, over Zoom or whatever during the time, and I had, like, the dress the dress shirt and everything up top, and below I was wearing, like, sweatpants. Yeah. Like, you didn't wear the, you know, the full suit pants or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing. But not, not. I don't think not I ever. Going commando. I've never gone commando. No. On any no. kind of professional. That's such a fun word to call it. <laughs> going commando. I, I have an issue just going commando in my house because I just I don't want my dog. I don't know. I'm just very self conscious. Why your dog's commando? I know every my day. I know that my dog's commando, but he just <laughs> stares like. <laughs> Like it makes me very. Hey, look, honey, it's that man that him and his dog just plus, plus my every plus day. my front door is all glass. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, you, it, that's no. your own fault, though. No, it's not my fault. It was it was my mom's fault. And then also your TV, your TV is in perfect view. Yeah, of the road. yeah. Larry never heard that story. So so come coming down my street, uh, I, I, I his house is set up so badly. Um, I mean, my house is on an angle. Yeah, I'm a I'm a corner, so my house is angled to the corner, so you could see. And my my living room where my TV is has a bunch of windows. And one night I was just watching. You know, I'm going through Netflix or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen Boogie Nights in a while. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> little Mark Wahlberg. So I put Boogie Nights. Burt on. Reynolds. And I'm watching. I you know, forgot I'm, he was in that movie. Yeah. Was. Wow. Yeah. I forgot. So I'm watching Boogie Nights, and <laughs> the screens open. And my and I, and I keep my shades up and for my because I because my windows face south and I want some light. And the neighbors were at, watching this was at Boogie Nights as well. Well, there's two things. <laughs> um, yeah, the neighborhood little kids. So, oh no. No, there's there's two things that's that are going on here. First, um, the following day I'm driving home. And I leave my lights on for my dog, so it's night. I'm driving home, and I realized, and I've left, I leave my TV sometimes on for the dog, too. I'm like, oh, my God. I can see everything on the TV driving down my street. So I'm like, I literally, I, I'm, I literally, I'm just like, how many people saw that I was watching Boogie Night? And, I mean... It's it's not like it's I mean it You're Boogie Nights is right Boogie Nights is Boogie Nights, obviously. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds, right? Mark Wahlberg, you know, he famously wore an appendage, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I was I was kind of mortified. He was that. a star, and then at a different different point, um, my neighbor who I also work with um, has triplets, and oh, then no. and then a fourth. Uh, I would, do you call a fourth after triplets an Irish twin? And, and it really doesn't. I don't, I don't even know what you call right it. Right after triplets? Like literally like triplets and then 10 months later they miraculously ha- had a fourth child. You call it afterbirth? I don't know. An appendix? I don't know if you oh. call it afterbirth, Larry. Like that's, <laughs> that's, Larry! That's something, that's something that Tom Cruise uh, sautés up and eats. But um, Wow, that's like. That's talk about having all your kids at once, like right. all your like triplets, well, and then well, they went through because they, they were struggling to have children. Oh, 
not so, anymore. So, but that I guess that often happens. That after the like, struggle, struggle, struggle. I'm guessing they know. did the. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, um, I forgot what it's called. So, so there in are in vitro. Yes. So yeah. th- there were yeah. there were four children, four girls, and they're four chitlins. They're uh, they're. They're, one of their bedrooms is upstairs, and and you could see the back of my house right from their bedroom. <laughs> and, like, they were out, and very innocently, they're like, Mr. Steve, we watch sometimes through our window, uh, watch the TV that you're oh, watching. No. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, please tell me you weren't <laughs> watching Tuesday at, like, 830. Oh, no. Did you, uh, and how how old were they at the time? I like Burt Reynolds. Oh, I mean, they're <laughs> middle school now, so they were probably nine. Oh no, There's, whatever you know. And then Steve has to go over. And who was like, who was the girl? Heather Graham was yeah. she the roller girl no. character? Yeah, but there was an older lady too. I can't. What was that? Was that late nineties, or was that in the two thousands? <sighs> so right around the. Like early two thousands, that was like I, his his first critically. It was a critically acclaimed movie at the time. Oh actually. yeah, well because um, I think that was wasn't that Heather Graham's first movie. Like wasn't that her like ninety seven? So late nineties. Burt Reynolds, great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, was it Julianne Moore? Yeah, I think so. Who played the older lady? I think yeah, so. Am- Amber. She played Amber. Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I Heather Graham. Yeah, John he was C. a he was a star. John C. Riley was in there. Oh, that's right. He was like a production guy or yeah. something. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in there too. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow, I have. So, oh, it's probably ninety seven since I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, why not? It uh, great movie. Yeah. All right, we're gonna transition from Boogie Nights to basketball. Um, NCAA, that was a bad transition. That was a horrible transition. Wow. But, but that was really bad. Quite a, we're going to go from one ball to another. Oh, right. that's almost as that's bad. That's worse. As, that's almost as bad as my game called, my, my game show name. Oh, yeah. What was yours? What's, in, what's my in my hand? Yeah, we're not going down that. We're not going down what's in my hand. I mean, <laughs> Come on. That, it, no, that's Steve, uh, have you ever heard of Feely Mealy? Exactly. No, no, <laughs> no. We're not going down feely mealy. It's and a what's real in my game. Hand. No, not what's in my hand. You make it sound so no, wrong. It's wrong. Um, All right, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a it's a child's board game. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah. A child would have to be pretty bored. I mean, the fifties were all about some weird. Like, what was acceptable back then is not acceptable now. So. 1967. Feely I, mealy. I don't think that was acceptable. I have it in my house. Yeah. You you put your hand in the <laughs> box and you have to figure out what it is, right? No, <laughs> no. I, when I I explained it like that, no. I understand. Right. But like, I mean, no. my health teacher did the same thing. <laughs> she, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stop it. That would be a good. That would be a good. All right, we're going to NCAA's. I'm, I'm, I'm saving myself here. Um, Y'all sick. We had the uh, March Madness, the championship over the weekend with the men and the women. Um, it was good thing you mentioned that UConn beat uh, San Diego State by a lot. I'm not sure what the final score was. It was they, like it was 70, 59, yeah. Something. I mean, I think uh, San Diego State kept it close in like the first five minutes, and then it was pretty much a wrap. I'm not surprised UConn won. But in the other game, in the uh, the women's game, which was Saturday, I believe, um, Saturday, Saturday, you had uh, Iowa versus. Um, LSU. LSU won. 
course, the big controversy, Angel Reese, who after, and again, they, I think they ended up winning by 17 or 18 points, beat them pretty handedly, made the John Cena taunting, you know, you can't see me, and pointed, you know, we get in the ring, we're getting the ring, pointed to her ring finger. And of course, you had. Or she was uh, saying she's getting married. Could be she's getting married. Somebody's putting a ring on it. <laughs> but, uh, and did that in the face of uh, Caitlin. Um, what's the what's the the girl player from like I don't know Caitlin Clark Caitlin Clark yeah um, did it in her face my everybody's coming out and oh Angel Reese is classless classless can't believe she did that let me tell you right off the bat I have absolutely no problem with her doing that in fact I love the fact that she did that to Caitlin Clark because. If you look at the rest of the tournament, and again, I'm not a huge basketball fan one way or another. Men's, women's, don't really watch it. I'll watch I'll watch March Madness. I'll usually root for the underdog in whatever the tournament is. I'll watch maybe the NBA Finals, depending on if it's a good team. Other than that, that's about my, my level of, of following basketball. I don't know about you guys, but apparently the Caitlin Clark was... I don't know if it's a trash talker, but she was even in the uh, the game before that, South Carolina. She didn't, was didn't she do the same thing? She was basically doing the same stuff, yeah. making gestures. Nobody had a problem with it. I feel like in any sport, whatever it is, any athlete, if you're gonna be that person that's going to taunt the other team like that and expect, go out of way, expect it back. You not only expect it back, you better win. Oh yeah, you better win. Because if you don't, you are going to get you are yeah. going to get all kinds of backlash. And the fact that people were giving it to that Angel Reese girl for giving uh, Caitlyn her backlash, screw them. I'm glad Angel. I'm glad Angel Reese gave her the backlash, or gave her 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 cup uppings, or hey, screw what? you. We beat you. Her comeuppance. That's, come that, that's an old. That's an old word. What are comeuppance? Comeuppance. What does that mean? Like, what are comeuppance? Like, shoved it in your face. Like, gave you your your just dessert. I was gonna say, yeah, just, yeah, just dessert. Like, if you're gonna, I would have done the same thing. If we're playing against each other, or my team's playing your team, and you're talking all kinds of smack, all kinds of smack, we're gonna beat you this, that, and the other thing, and then we not only beat you, but we roll you. You're damn right I'm going to be talking all kinds of junk right. during the game, after the game, in between the game. But that's also what we kind of expect from our sports and our, yeah. our and our quote, star athletes. I mean, it happens in football. You mean like the talking it, trash? Or? Yeah, it's part of it. Well, I feel like it's, nowadays it's, it's, again, if you're going to talk trash, you can't be a mediocre player and talk trash. Oh, no. You can't. You can't well, be a, you can. You can, but it's not going to work out for it's you. Gonna, it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, when you're, when you're averaging like five minutes a game, dude, does anybody really give a damn that you're talking trash? Right. Like, you know, but if you're Michael Jordan, if you're Larry Bird, Larry Bird, who I was looking up YouTube, apparently he was like a huge trash talker, like big time. Like he would literally, I was watching. That's some, another guy with a good mustache. Larry Bird pulled off the mustache. I don't um, think he ever did pull off the mustache, but he never got rid of it. Yeah, but it worked. Michael Jordan had a good it mustache. I've heard a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. It worked. Younger Mike, older Michael Jackson. Yeah, but I was watching Jackson, YouTube videos Jordan. On, Thank you. on people who would play against Bird, and apparently, like he would tell him, like, "Listen, I'm getting the ball right here. We're going to set this play. I'm getting it right here and make a three in your face," and he'd do it. Like right. would just. But again, if Larry Bird was a mediocre player, it like 
like, dude, get the hell away from me. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't even care about you. Right. Um, but the fact that... Uh, Bayou Barbie did it instead? Because that's what they're calling her. Is so. that what they're, they're calling the LSU player? Yeah. Angel Bayou. Re- yeah. Bayou See, that's Barbie. crap. That's, that's Angel crap. Reese should be, I'd be applauding her. If anything, I'd be getting on Caitlin oh. Clark, the girl from Ohio. Like, listen, I, I, like, you're, you talked all this trash. You got beat. You didn't back it up. Right. You know, right. shut up and take your, shut up and take what's coming to you. You know, LSU played a great game. LSU beat you. Now, on the flip side, I will, I will defend Iowa. Um, the game prior, they uh, and they got flack for doing this. They were playing South Carolina in the semifinals, and they based their strategy was basically we're going to give South Carolina, we're going to let them stay open for three pointers. We're not going to guard them. We're going to let them basically shoot three pointers. If they make them, they make them. If they don't, we're going to shut down the paint. We're going to take away their inside game. We're going to force them to shoot outside. And people were saying they're dis- they disrespected South Carolina. They disrespected them. How could they do that? I don't have a problem with Iowa doing that. It's a strategy. And I think their coach even came out and said, hey, listen, they're a great team. They're the defending national champions. They're the number one seed overall. We can't shut them down in everything. So we saw, we thought, there are in film start, that they're – their weakness of their game was their outside shooting. So we're going to give them their outside shooting. If they beat us on that, good for them. But we are not letting them get their inside game. We are taking away the paint from them. We're taking away the, uh, the, the, just their inside game. So I had nothing wrong with that. I know people were saying, oh, they're disrespecting South Carolina. They're district. Yeah. I didn't think so. I think it's a strategy that obviously worked. But I don't think it was disrespectful at all. No. I mean, again, like, I don't think it's disrespectful. And, and going back to the Angel Reese thing, you know, she's like, hey, you're all talking about women's basketball now. How yeah. often does that happen? Yeah. You, you know, and she's like. Last time that happened, somebody was taken prisoner. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But it, she, literally, she's like, you know, you know. But I think too. The other girl does it. No one says a thing. I do it. You all jump on my back. She's like, "You're you're trying to pigeonhole me. You're calling me ghetto. You're calling me from the hood. This is who I am, and I'm here for all the other girls that look like me, yeah, and talk like me. And And guess what? Um, What I did, it got you talking about girls basketball. Yeah, women's basketball. How often does that happen? And I agree. I agree with her a hundred percent. Like, you know, if this what brings attention, we play just as hard as. As the men's, so yeah, and I agree with her a hundred percent. It's yeah. it's publicity, but where was all of this all tournament long, all season long when Caitlin Clark was apparently doing it all year long? Now again, right. it's right. not like I'm not going to sit there and say I'm a huge. And in fact, I I couldn't even tell you if I watched watched more than a minute of that game. This was all me from like reading it in articles yeah. afterwards and and seeing because of what happened. That's the only reason we're talking about it now, right? So it worked. But at the same point, if all those sports writers and, and commentators had a big problem of it, why didn't you have it? Why weren't we talking about this after Iowa State's first game? Controversy, after Iowa State's second game, third game, fourth game. Um, helps ratings. Very true. So Very true. Now, again, piggybacking off of that or, or carrying on, what's it called? Uh, scaffolding. 
in the education world where ah. you scaffold and build on top of something else. Larry, I'm on break. I don't want to think about that right <laughs> No now. scaffolding. Um, the first lady, uh, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden. Um, thoughts? What are you guys' thoughts on her press conference? Where she, she said, well, this was such a good game. I'm going to ask the president. I'm going to ask my husband if he can invite Iowa to the White House afterwards too. LSU of course is getting the the invite because in any sport whether it's basketball, hockey, football, you the winning team traditionally gets invited to the White House yep. to meet the president. Yeah. Um the first lady said, "Well, you know, they both played a good game even though LSU beat them by 18. Don't know how that was a good game, but we're going to I'm going to see if we can invite uh Iowa as well. This is what I take of that. I think it's a much to do about nothing. I think that you're dealing with someone. How old is 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 Jill Biden right now? 170. Jill? No, Jill. Jill's a little younger. Oh, sorry, 150. Uh, Jill Biden. How old is she? Uh, She's got to be in her 70, late 70s, she early 80s, maybe. Is 71. Oh, so early 70s. So you okay. have a, yeah, she's younger than than Joe. So you have a 71 year old woman who's it's not probably, harder to be younger than Joe. Um, no. Um, Who's probably never watched sports in her life. She doesn't know or understand the traditions. She involved. had to have known enough of it to, to know sure. that the winning I mean, team gets invited. Yeah, I mean, she. I, well, I think she probably knows enough that sports teams get invited to the White House all the time. And, and they do. But the fact that she said we're also considering or right. I'm also going to consider so, makes me think that she knew that this typically or has never happened, no. but at least typically doesn't I, happen. I don't think she I don't think she as a 71 year old white woman um, who probably got wrapped up for the first time ever watching the tournament. Um, I don't think she understood the significance of inviting a team that was not a winning team to the, to the White House. I don't think she understood it. I think she said it off the cuff. And then I think the younger staff members, which did happen, squashed it immediately. See, that's good. I didn't hear that the younger staff members yeah. squashed it. Yeah, they should have. So so I, I take it as – take it for whatever – A, she's only the first lady, so she she wasn't elected. You know, she's not – and and – I, I think this is much to do. Like I said, I, I think it's much to do about, about nothing. Um, even the president has extended the invite to the winning team and not to the other teams. And I think that's where you have an interview to someone who just was saying things off the cuff. Um, and that's when, you know, they're staffing to make sure Shouldn't the right you things be happen. at that point. Again, maybe not prepared for an in-depth interview, but shouldn't you at least think, hey, listen, there's a, there's a chance that I'm going to have a microphone in my face at some point and somebody's going to ask me a question and I'm going to yeah, have to speak but, about. But you don't know what they're going to ask. And, and again, someone who is oblivious to. Uh, but then shouldn't you prep that oblivious person a little bit better? Give them a little bit of a head. Of, don't just say, hey, go out there. You, you, and, you can't prep for everything. No, but you got to so, prep for something. Yeah, <laughs> I but mean, but so like Jill, you're going to go out there. You're going to say how much you enjoyed the game. It was a great game. Okay, okay, she could do that. If somebody asks about the winning team coming to the White House, yeah, just the winning team comes. 
again, I just think, I mean, no, you gotta, like, if you speak to an elderly white woman from the suburbs, I don't think they have, and it doesn't have to be a woman. You could be just someone in their age bracket. Somebody who's not in the sports. Yeah. Like, I don't think they have any idea of, of the importance or what is being said when, when, just the winning team gets invited to these things. You know, traditionally, you know, they might, they probably know that. I'm surprised you didn't say, like, aren't they going to Disneyland? Because, like, that's usually what the average person knows. Um, Why is that? It's a great marketing thing. That's, oh, it was just. Because Disney always gave them a ton of money. Yeah, it was a great marketing move to, just to get more national publicity. I'm going to Disney World. That's right. Disney World to Disneyland. Um, yeah. So, again,. I think more is being made out of it than oh, it's oh, it's uh, being overblown. And it's, I think it's just overblown. a stupid comment to now, say. Now, now, whether or not I think what would be more appropriate is if the the, the college reaches out to Jill Biden and says, "Hey, do you want to come and visit the program?" That that would be, I think, a fair compromise. Do you think that, or do you think? See, my thought is, if I was the head coach or whatever, I would. My reaction, or if I was in school, would be, thank you, but no thank you. Like, well, correct. Thank, like, it would just yes. be, like, I would try to correct. not distance it because it's not horrible. Correct. I would just be like, oh, absolutely. You know, thanks, no thanks, we're going to try next year to win that invite. Well, they weren't even and that would be again, they weren't even officially invited, so yeah. that's not a big deal. But that would be, that would be my response. I wouldn't invite yeah. her. I wouldn't, if she was an alumnus, maybe, but I'd be like, thanks, I no mean, thanks. She is a doctor in education, so you know it's it. She does go and visit schools, so okay. you know there's that. So she says that she's a doctor, or she goes and visits schools. Goes and visits schools. Yeah, <laughs> she's been to a school in yeah. her lifetime. Maybe if you guys are the winning co- or the losing coach, do you accept the invite? Yep. But, uh, the invite. Really? If you got the invite, you. I was going to say wait, wait, which, which to, to go to the White House. Yeah. No, because I would say. That takes away from the winner. Like absolutely, I, uh, even if the and, and again, like you said, the invite wasn't and isn't going to be given. Now, are there some asshole coaches that would say? Oh, I'm sure, absolutely, right. But someone who's at that level, actually, of the I don't game, think I don't think anybody, even even yeah, those know. kind of coaches, I don't think you would, because I think if anything, you'd be, that'd be you'd. Never say never. I would consider that like a. That's what I say. Never I'd say consider never. that like a slap in the face. It's almost like winning right. by forfeit. Oh, oh, absolutely. You don't want to win by forfeit. Absolutely. It. It. But I it, guess there are some coaches that they don't care they don't how mean, they get right. there. They get there. Right. So it 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 taints the importance of it. I said taint. Uh, <laughs> it taints the importance of the achievement. So, as a coach, I would not. I would. I would not accept an invite for for first loser. Exactly. That's um, no but, no participation trophies. But we are in a society that we give out participation trophies. So, like, True. like I, if, if, I just... was a, if I was a coach at a lower level school and I wanted to go to a higher level level school, and I'd be like, oh wow, I can put on my resume that I was invited to the White House. Let's just, you know what? If you're one of the sixty four teams in the tournament, sixty eight teams counting the playing teams, you all get. Trips to the White House. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody goes at the beginning of the tournament. And if you were close to making it, if you were like the first team out, eh, you know what? You can come to. Yeah, just just because. Just they... Everybody, you get to the White House. You get to the White yeah, House. Yeah, Oprah's just handing out White House visits. Yeah. 
I agree. I definitely would not take it, and it's just I, I, be, be better prepared. You're, you're, you're not going to hear about it in two days. No. <clears throat> no. But I am glad, and, and I back the LSU player, Angel Reese, on that. Just listen, I've got no problem with her. If she, if she talked trash or threw it back in her face, good for her. She should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for you. Good for her. LSU develops a lot of trash talkers. I've seen. Good. The more, the better. Awesome. But there is there is definitely an art to trash talking. We've oh. talked about that a few times. There is an art to trash talking. Well, yeah. Um, I just saw something. Do you know at the WrestleMania just now? Yeah. That Shane McMahon pulled the same kind of crap that his dad did, um, and tore either his yes. quad or his hamstring. Yes. In a like in like an event, he's and still then, wrestling. Well, so back so when so it was a Royal, yeah. Royal Rumble. He did that against. Uh, uh, was it when he was fighting Austin? No, no, he wasn't fighting anybody. Like John Cena. And oh, that's fa- right. And he jumped into the ring and tore both his yeah, quads. Yeah, that's right. And he tried to stand up and sit down, and he couldn't. Sh- yeah, Shane just now, like this past week, was with the Miz. Jumps over him in a very classic thing, lands and tears his quadriceps. Yeah, and couldn't stand back up. So it's well, like- tearing a quadricep is like. Painful. Well, yeah, and you can't walk. No, you can't do anything. Like you can't move your leg, pretty much. Yeah. But it was funny because his dad did the exact same thing. That might be a yeah genetic tendency there. Like I've known, um, I've known uh, one of my buddies uh, ruptured his Achilles, uh, <sighs> That's and his thing. his father did the same thing at the same age, uh, and then ends up two years later rupturing his second one. So he's waiting for the second one to go. Ugh. So. You know, there might be a genetic predisposition there. That would hurt. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, Shane, I think, is like, Larry, I think Shane's your age. I would think older. I'm, I don't know. I think, I'm 42 going on 43. No, I would Shane, assume he's... Shane is in his Shane? 50s. No. no. I would assume later 40s, like 47, 8. Um, I'm gonna let's let's play that game. Guess Shane McMahon's I'm, I'm age. Looking it up Before right you now. look it up. Oh, 52. I'm guessing 47. I'm. You know what? I'll look at it. I think forty-seven is a good number. All right. Who finds it first? I'm well, not even he trying. Was born in 1970. 1970. So that puts him He's at 53. I was close. Wow. <laughs> really? He's in his fit. Well, if McMahon's in his seventies, yeah, that I guess that would be about yeah, right. Fifty-three. Yeah. I just always remember him as part of the Mean Street Posse, and that was one of my favorite things back in the day. That yeah. was wasn't that how uh, Posse. that was how Triple H came into the business, wasn't it? No, Stephanie. Oh wait. Well, sorry. Triple H. I mean, you had Triple H was part of the Mean Street. No, mean, or was he part of something with Greenwich? Um, hailing from Greenwich, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he was a part of that. I thought Triple H was just part of Degen, Degeneration X. No, he came in before. Did he? Because he was, remember, he was like he was like he a would royal be, person. Yeah, it'd be like Hunter. Oh, yeah, Hurst. Yeah, Triple H. Hemley. Hunter. Yeah, yeah Hurst Helmsley. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What about Stephanie McMahon? How old is she? Well, if, if Shane's fifty three, Shane's fifty three. She's younger, forty seven. I'm gonna say fifty one. Steve was close, forty six. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about two years age difference, but nah. All right. Hot seat question time. Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the first one. All right. Get your get your first one. You're excited about this one. I am excited about this. So it's like the story of the. Sort of the oh, dude, are you trying to bounce a football? No, I just dropped it. Okay, 
It was a fumble. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to do like rank out of five different types of like food. Like I don't like not like specific like dishes, just the generalization. So like Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't know which one's going to come first or last. All right. So one out of three out of five, but you can't move them. So once you put something in that that spot, it's there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So first one, and we we'll... each get a different one, right? Like Steve ranks, I rank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So the first one will be Mexican or you know, Spanish. Yeah, we'll just do Mexican. Um. Hmm. I love Mexican. I'm gonna go with a solid number two for me. It's out of five, right? You said? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. I don't know what the rest are, but I, I feel like I could always be in a good mood for for Mexican food. Okay. So El Ranchitos, great Mexican restaurant. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my stepmom's dad suffered a brain aneurysm and technically died at that restaurant. At El Ranchitos, yeah. the one in Clarence, or yeah. the one further down in, in Clarence. Uh, ooh. Well, that that's a bummer. <laughs> well, no more enchiladas there. You know what? They didn't even eat, so it's okay. Before Larry gave his answer... I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I was also considering... I, I've been on a, a Mexican kick recently. I love me a good taco. Um, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm... And I would say authentic Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Not, not fast food Mexican. Not mighty taco. Fast food Mexican is truly fast food for me. It's... Quick in and, and quick, quick out. out. Yeah. Um, Except Mighty gave me the exact opposite. It was a quick in and no out. It wouldn't come out. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, Mighty has... Too much queso. Too much queso. M- Mighty has its purpose. <laughs> it was a so, problem. I'm honestly thinking... <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the show is off the rails. <laughs> All right, sorry, I'm, Steve, I'm honestly thinking... All right. <laughs> this is the longest somebody's ever thought about. I know. Well, no, it's tough because, like I told you, I'm on a Mexican kick. So, like, I feel like my answer might be artificially inflated. And I'm trying to think of a food grouping that I like better at this time. And I'm trying to think in my head. I'm like, hmm, I'm not really sure. <sighs> okay. So, because even some of my mom's ethnic food, I, I would not even put that in the top five. So... I would, I I think I will go. Steve's struggling with this. One. I am yes. struggling. I think I'm going to go with Larry on this one because I was thinking in my head I might rank this number number two. Okay. And so, and then Larry said number two, but I think I'm going to stay with number two. All right, all right. Second one, we'll do just plain out American American food. What does that mean though? Like burgers, like burgers fries, fries. Mm. hot dogs. Always good, but you know what? There's. I feel like you can get that anywhere. I, I'm gonna go four. Okay, I'm gonna go four. I'm not gonna rate it last because I, I could. You could always go with a burger, fries. I figure if I was in my twenties, I'd probably rate that like one or two. I don't know. I just feel like it's I just too plain. One until I, I'd go four. I'm not gonna say five. I'd go four. I'm gonna have to go five. Okay. Okay. And now, if you're gonna pull something out there that's left field, that's gonna make me regret that. Then, yeah, we'll see. All right, what about Indian? Ooh, that's a four for me. I'm not a big curry guy. Yeah, I, I can, I can. I'm gonna go three. Okay, I like Indian. Now uh, it's got to be like I, li- I like a nice. I shouldn't say I like Indian. I like uh, chicken masala, tiki masala, stuff like that. 
Not all the time. I so, sometimes got to do some spring cleaning. Generally, uh, I can never overeat on Indian. And, oh, and, no. And, and that's not what I mean. Like, I can have small servings. Yeah. And then that's it. Okay. Like, I could not, I could not go to an Indian buffet. No. Like, a little vegetable, a little meat, I'm okay. Yeah. So. Steve's hitting it up with that green curry. Probably just a number, like a number four. I, I you know, I, did I tell you years ago, like when I, when I had an apartment uh, right next to New York Beer Project, actually. Um, I had I lived upstairs, and there were a, a, a family downstairs uh, from India, and they were always making really ethnic Indian food. The curry sticks around. The curry sticks around, and it smells like bad body odor. <laughs> tastes good. Sometimes, it smells it, bad. like it uh, smells so bad, but it like, tastes good. Like it was so bad, and do the spice. and it was so bad that I I would enter the door of the apartment and I would hold my breath and run upstairs until I got my own. Cleans your sciences it, out, it, though. It does. Um, that then when I finally moved out, I realized like I I put on. Some clothes that I had washed and at the apartment, with it. and I, I put it on. I'm like, my God, why does this shirt smell yeah. like I've been wearing it to the gym for three weeks? It's a pungent like, odor. Holy! It wasn't the fact that I was wearing it to the gym three weeks. It was freshly washed at the at the apartment. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, I yeah, smelled it was washed in curry. I've smelled like this for the last six months, <laughs> yeah. and I haven't realized. And it's you were a nose blind. Food. It's good food. Yeah. But it's a pungent yeah. odor. Yeah. Keep going, keep going, man. Okay. So what? So Larry, you got one open, one. I've got one, one, and, one and five, one and five, one and, and five. you got one and uh, three open. I have because you put one and three open. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm like I'm first or last. So uh, how about this one? I, I don't know if I should group it together or not. So we'll do like hibachi and Chinese. Group that together. Now wait, did you have these foods picked out prior, or did you just like? No, I have these foods picked out. Prior. Okay. See, this is what I figured you were going to ask, and I'm going to put that as a number one, which is why I was really debating for Mexican as number two, because <laughs> and, and I and I kind of figured that you were going to mix like you were going to clump all Asian together, which is I'm not trying to be like disrespectful, but like no, I know. I mean, there's teriyaki and stuff. There's soy sauce in each one and everything else. So like, I love my I love me a good hibachi. Oh, I know you do. I know. And then, <laughs> uh, though I I tend, I rather go more toward more authentic Chinese and not Americanized right. fast food Chinese again. Right, right, right. Because uh, that gets way too heavy. I also <laughs> like my chicken spicy. So Steve likes his chicken spicy. George I, um, likes spicy chicken. Exactly. I, I love me some fried rice. I, I love Kung Pao chicken. Yeah. I, um, I do. I, I can't eat it very often. It's been a while. Hibachi fried rice. Ugh. Uh huh. So, oh yeah. So it has to be. That's why I figured I was going to keep my number one as, and then we can. Uh, when you ask about Italian, that can just slot into number three. <laughs> See, that's that's. I'm holding off for Italian at number one, <laughs> so I've got to go number five. If I could change it around, you can't though. Uh, no, late. I'd probably put it like number three, but I'm I'm going number five. Um, now, clarification: when yes. you said it, when is is barbecue? Like ribs and all that stuff, is that considered American? Yes. I'd consider that. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, then I should I just thought about that afterwards. I should have put American higher, but whatever. It's all right. All right, last one. Are you ready for it? Yeah. 
Greek food. I, that was my second guess. I'll still go with were, Greek number one. Pull, and I'm glad that I kept it as number three. Because I love I love you some good Slovakia. I'll, I'll go I'll go number I, one. Still I, with I'm Greek. okay with it. Uh, I like Greek desserts better than than the, than uh, the actual entrees. Peter Gourmet actually has some Peter Gourmet is food. Good. Rachel's, yeah, it's it's okay. I, I'm all I'm all right with Greek food, and it makes Though, me feel better about it because like it's not it's super Mediterranean. Unhealthy. Yeah, you right, can say it's like healthier, yeah, yeah. Like, healthy-ish. You know, there's a lot of chicken and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, good feta. Uh, I I like feta. Uh, what I don't like is olives. Yeah, I'm not a big olive person, but I, I just pick around them. I never so. liked olives as a kid. Once I hit in like my late twenties, early thirties, I love. olives. I like a hint. I can deal with a hint of olive, but to sit there and eat olives. What kind of olives? There, no. like, do you like the black, the clamata, clamata? I like the clamata, the green olives. Yeah, yeah. I like those better. The stuffed ones. What about? Oh, the stuffed ones are good, especially uh, Wegmans. They got the one stuffed with garlic. Yeah, I remember I walking those. by, like, in the old Wegman days, where they had the olive bar open and oh, you yeah. could smell it. Oh my gosh, I cannot stand that smell. No, I, I oh, just I love yeah, it. I love I can't. It. Not a fan of the black black olives, but it's, the hints of olive is okay. You They're know okay. Who likes black but... olives. I I know this answer. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Because I've had this conversation. A buddy of ours loves black olives, and he'll eat it right out of the jar. See, I'll eat the green ones, like, out of the jar and stuff, especially the pimento ones. Funny enough, I really don't like olives on pizza, though. No. No. I, no. Not an olive on pizza guy. That's not a thing. Same thing with mushrooms. I, I don't like, like mushrooms. I, I, don't like, I like the either. fried mushrooms, especially you put them on a nice steak, sauteed Larry, mushrooms. Larry, where do you put pizza? Do you put that in the under the American category? That's under the American category. Or the Italian category? No, that's American. Well, see. Your the Italian, typical the Italian pizza mm. is healthy, healthier. Yes. The American pizza, which oh my is god, we went when we went to Italy. You everybody's oh a pizza is a pizza. No, when no, you go to not. Italy, oh my god, a pizza like there is a huge difference between Italian pizza and American pizza. Um, so yeah, the pizza we have here are like Papa John's. No, 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 that's, oh, Papa that's John's all, is fast that's all, food. Domino's that's all, fast food. It's all American Sarno's. food. It's all American I food. I, I, I did, having pizza I did like the Chicago deep dish pizza from, from uh, Uno's. Oh, pizza Hut, though. Pizza Hut just hit different. Pizza, pizza Hut, the only thing I liked is Pizza Hut's dessert pizza when they had the buffets. Pizza Hut knows how to clean out a system. But yeah. You say that. I, I had a really bad experience at Pizza Hut. <laughs> you mean the one kid. that was still in Clarence? No, no, no. It was actually the one, um, the one right here on our way. Right on Robinson. Oh, okay. Uh, it's no longer a Pizza Hut. I don't think it is because Pizza Hut's <laughs> closed. But uh, went there when I was a kid with my cousins, and I polished off seven pizzas of pizza. Ew. And then that night, they all came back up. <laughs> and I just just distinctly remember it's the food that keeps on giving. Yeah, vomiting uh, pizza on my dad's knee while Ooh. he was trying to clean up the first vomit, <laughs> and then I vomited again. Ooh. And so all the pizza came back up. And from that point on, I just could not deal. Like I, if I'm, you just never went back to the buffet. N- no, there's I can't deal with. American fast food pizza. Okay. So, all right. Interesting rankings. Um, question number two. We did a little bit on food. Favorite dessert? I'm not a big dessert guy. If I had to pick one, what though. Really? Yeah, I'm not a big dessert guy. If all right, I had dessert, to, snack, whatever well, you want to call had, it. Well, no, no. Yeah, well, if, the desserts. If I had to pick dessert, I'd have to pick the, the only kind of thing I like is my stepmom's white cake. It's dense. But moist, and it has a nice, thick... It's like a pound cake? No. It's not pound cake. No, it's Did like... Did it have, like, frosting on there? Yeah, it's like a buttercream frosting. Oh, I, do, I do like buttercream. But it's not frosting. It's, like, icing. So it's, like, harder. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like a glaze on there, almost. Yeah, and it's okay. just dense. And that's it. 
Just okay. white, just a white cake. That, okay. That's the only thing I could stop. Are you a cake and coffee guy? Like, do you have to have coffee or some kind of drink with it? Don't drink coffee anymore, dude. You don't like dessert. You don't drink coffee. What the hell's the matter with you? You'll never make it in the teaching world. Well, <laughs> I, I don't drink coffee either, Larry. Really? No, dude. I I'm not a huge coffee. Well, I take it back. I'll, I'll I won't have coffee per se, but I'll have like the lattes, the cappuccinos, like the sweet oh, coffee stuff. Really bad. No. All right, Steve, favorite dessert? Um, honestly, it's probably going to be a cannoli. I was going to say, that's like that's a top three for me. I, like I love the cannolis. Ricotta. Oh, it's so good. Ricotta, a little mascarpone like, in there. Like a, a real cannoli. Not like a, though I don't mind Wegmans filling. No. Um, I don't like their filling. I don't like I don't their... Their their cooked uh, cannoli shell is yeah. too thick too. Yeah. I don't like the cannoli shell. Um, Romeo and Julietta's has the best cannolis around. For my for oh, I, I love them. I uh, my favorite cannoli was from Mike's Pastries in Boston's North End. Okay, I think it was like a pound and a half. Oof! It was the size of a hot dog. It is solid. Yeah, that's a big boy. It was a big. Mine, I'm going to stick with the Italian theme. I'm going to go with tiramisu. I can't get uh, into I, tiramisu. I, really? I love a nice tiramisu. Like, what is it, really? It's just all kinds of goodness. Layers. It's layers and layers of goodness. You got the coffee flavor in there. Um, it's just all the lady fingers are on the bottom. It, it's just, it's good. Okay. Let's just put it that way. I like those good. cream puffs that you could get. That like I have I have vivid memories during like Christmas time. My grandma would get like a tub of cream puffs and put them in the freezer. Yeah. Oh yeah. My wife yeah. make Vicky makes cream puffs. Fantastic. Yeah, cream puffs are good. But all right, question three, Steve. You got a question? Um, could be anything. Yeah. Top five favorite. No, let's not do top five because that's gonna be too hard. Top three. Top three favorite nut. See, Ooh. I'm allergic to nuts, so I can't. Oh well, shit, Larry. <laughs> Although I have to say, as a kid, up until probably the age of like ten or eleven, until they started bothering me, I loved almonds. So I'll just say, top is almonds. I'll I'll, I'll be. I uh, really. That's I, disappointing. I didn't know that about you. I did. I'm allergic to peanuts, peanut butter. Like how allergic? Like you so he was. The, the he air. was the guy that used to eat sun uh, sun. Sun, sun nut. butter, sun no. butter. That was. I was back sun nut? when I went to kids. They they didn't care back in our day if you just. If, there were peanuts in there. In fact, when I was Larry used to get sent next to it with a guy. I was in first. I was yeah. in first grade, and you know how you make those. Uh, you get like a toilet paper or a toilet paper roll. You, you put like peanut butter on it. You make like little bird feeders or whatever. Yeah, you know? and you put seeds. So I remember with my, uh, fluff. my we did that for first grade, Miss Volpe, and we're making that. And I was like, I'm allergic to peanut butter. I can't have. You're not eating it. You'll be fine. And sure enough. My hands, like, just from touching the people, like, my hands, like, blew up. And I'm like, uh, Ms. Volpe, as my hands were, like, five times the size, like, red, had, like, uh, hives and stuff all over it just from touching the peanut butter. She's like, why? And, like, she, I got in trouble for being allergic to peanut butter. Like, she yelled at me for a good five. Now, this is at St. Joe's, a Catholic school. I'm in first yeah. grade. She yelled at me for five minutes before she finally sent me down to yeah. the... Yeah, you had to, to the get, nurse. You had to know what you did wrong. Right, you you survived. Yeah, I survived. But no, if I eat it, I'll usually I'll throw up right away. If I sit there and keep eating spoonful and spoonful, then you know anaphylactic, all that fun stuff. Okay, okay, wow. But I did like almonds. I like I like peanuts. I'd have to say peanuts is like number two. 
Um, eh, no, I could I could rank peanuts at, at number one. Cashews are number th- number two. If I had to go someone else, you know, I really feel optimistic. I could say macadamia, but I really don't eat those as much. So I, I guess I could do. I could go. You don't count pecans, right? Pecans okay. are something different. No, yeah, but, I mean, so, so technically, like a peanut is a legume. Like it's from the ground, yeah. so it's not a nut. It's um, different, but we call them. You know, it's... Uh, I, I'll go with almonds. Okay. Peanuts, Steve, cashews, how about you? almonds. Um, I would have to go from the bottom up. Probably pistachio at the bottom. Oh, I forgot about pistachio. Yeah. No. That's the only thing. As a kid, just because it was green. I always wanted to try pistachio ice cream. See, I don't I, like pistachio ice cream. Even if it's like a fake tasting pistachio, like pistachio ice cream or pistachio pudding, I still like pistachio. Oh, yeah, it sounds disgusting, but I still like it. Now, do um, you like it with, like, do you like the encased ones that you have to open or the deshelled ones? Because there's a difference. There is. Um, and I, and I, I don't need the dye or anything else because they artificially dye them and stuff like that. Um I, I'm I'm okay. Like, I like decasing them. I'm the kind of guy like, that puts them on the counter and smashes them if they're not open. Yeah, like I will always like just put them in my teeth and just pry them open. Ah, your dentist um, must love you. I've I've never had a cavity. No, you will. Okay, you will. Um, I <laughs> like how it said so. Oh, you will. So I'm I'm getting my 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 wisdom teeth pulled. So that finally. is correct. Um, all right. So, so pistachio, and then I would have to go cashew. Uh, cashews, I feel sorry for the people that actually have to um, pick the cashew because it's toxic and it causes uh, chemical burns on their hands. Well, you wear gloves. Well, yeah, you're supposed to, but they don't. And you can say, well, that's their problem. But no, I mean, that's I'm sure the cashew uh, farmers in India aren't necessarily providing them with the best uh, protective equipment. Gear. Yeah. Yeah. So um, though I love me some cashews. And yeah. then I would probably say number one is macadamia. Really? I really do Ooh. like the macadamia, but it's not like I'm going to go. You like and just... cookies? Macadamia nuts. These are like eighty cents a nut. I know they are, but I never buy them. So when I do have like one, it's 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 a very special occasion for me. Interesting. So I, I I I cannot think of the last time I ever went to Wegmans and bought any macadamia nuts. So you know when Steve is home. Busts out the can of macadamia nuts sitting on the couch Watch watching Boogie, Boogie Nights. It's a With the screen night. wide <laughs> open. That's right. <laughs> he has to wait until it's dark out, though, so people can people see it. People can see it, yeah. <laughs> all right, question four. All right, are you guys... All right. How many questions are there? Five. Five hot seat okay. So, sit down or buffet restaurant? Hmm. I have my answer very quick. Larry, you can keep thinking if you want. <laughs> well, are we talking just like like we're going out with friends or we're taking like a date or like like is it a nice night out? Or just what's your go-to? I haven't been to a buffet in a while, but I, I in fact I haven't been to a buffet in a long we're time. We're talking about like old country Golden Corral. I've been to I've been to um the buffet in the Ponderosa Bo- was the best. I went to the Bellagio buffet in Vegas. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say buffet. I hate buffets. I think they're the nastiest. I'm gonna say buffet, especially we've went to. Uh, uh, we do, we've been doing all all inclusives or whatever. Our last all inclusive was in February in uh, Mexico. They had some nice buffets there. I'm gonna say buffet. I, Wide variety. Um, though I appreciate the variety of a buffet because I used to work a brunch buffet. 
I absolutely think buffets. You know what's on the buffet? Are one of the most repulsive things. <laughs> and I can do a top five list of what makes them repulsive. Um, on our cruises, you eat at the buffet. Don't ruin I don't buffets for me. So I, I, <laughs> don't I, I'll try not to. Um, number one, as a rule of thumb, the food on any, anywhere you go, the food should be one third of the price. So if you spend $30 for a meal, $10 goes for food, $10 goes for the actual cooking of it and and everything. You know, so so one the third. Ambiance. So if you're if you're going to the old country buffet for <laughs> the buffet and, and, and you're spending <laughs> and you're spending Though the one near me closed, I don't know if there's even anyone around here. Anymore. There might be. There used to be one on the boulevard. I don't know. Yeah. Golden Corral. Golden that Corral was also now it's now it's Santoros. Um, but if you go and spend twelve dollars for an all-you-can-eat buffet, that means you're only you're eating four dollars worth of food. So what's the quality of food that you're consuming? All you can eat for four dollars. Oh, we're not talking about quality. Oh, now, I know that. Now, so, if we're talking quality, it's no, a it's an individual. So, so, that, that's, so that's the Keep first on. thing. Second, I mean, I like I said, I, I worked at brunch. Number two, um, even though there are tongs, people don't use them. <laughs> I, I have watched and observed people eating off the buffet, lick their fingers, and grab something. Or my favorite, and my honey, my, it's time to go back to the buffet. My, my father was very guilty of this was that he would literally take something and then he'd put it back with his fingers. So just that idea, uh, the, the spit shield doesn't, doesn't solve all the problems that you have there. It doesn't solve any problem. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, I, so number three is you, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, you have people touching the food. But then this is probably – this is my go-to story about the buffet. I was there – Carving um, <laughs> what is considered a steamship, and you probably never have heard, unless you know meat, you've probably never heard of a steamship. Larry, have you ever heard of a steamship meat? Okay, it's the I'm not answered. No, it's the thigh of a cow with the bone in. So um, I had to carve this thing in front of people, and there was a meat. There, there's a fat core that goes down the center, and you try to cut the fat out, and it just pools with red fluid. Which is not blood, by the way. It's just you know part of the coagulated something. So I'm there, and he's like, "I'll have some of the the lamb." And I'm like, "Dude, man, if this is a lamb, we have big problems because this thing, this is a four foot thigh femur, and it's like the (laughs) circumference of this thing has got to be three feet. So if this is a lamb, what kind of radio? Anyways, so the guy, I'm like, I'm so I'm sorry, sir. This is beef." Oh, I'm sorry, the beef. And I, I cut a slice, and he stands there, and I watch drool come out of his mouth. It, it starts drizzling, and then it, it hangs and bounces. It bounces a couple times, and then, bloop, right into the au jus. All right? And then he puts his au jus, uh, au, he puts his au drool right on his beef. Now, as an employee, probably the appropriate thing for me to do was to quickly remove that food product and go and get some new uh, au jus, but I just stirred it up. Okay. So so that, just watching that happen is one of the reasons why I will never go to a buffet. Like, the, the old man... Because you know the employees are going to be just like you. Yes, exactly. Hey, when I worked on the buffet, I mean, I had to make omelets to order. I had to carve... I, my buddy and I, 
we were voted in um the, in the gusto <laughs> as the number one breakfast buffet in Western New York when we were working there. And and, and I take credit for that. Um <laughs> Another this is a good time to point out stories from the sidelines. Now brought to you by the Golden Corral. No, it, it wasn't the Golden Corral. It, it, the, the restaurant has. Uh, when I quit, the restaurant ceased to exist. Um, you know, the same restaurant where you sliced your fingers open. Uh, no, that was well. The, yeah, I mean, I sliced my fingers open there too. Um, worse, the 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 first restaurant I worked in when I was drinking underage, and um, and they let me use the meat slicer at the age of sixteen, but. Um, <laughs> So the other game that we would play on brunch was we would, especially with the hash, because if you look at corned beef hash, you don't really know what's in it. <laughs> you like don't. what? It what looks is, so sketchy. It it and it because it is. So we would play the game. Like we would watch the, and I don't even want to call him a chef because he wasn't a chef. <laughs> We'd watch the um, the line cook like make the hash like an hour before brunch. And we would just play the game of what can we find in the cooler to throw in the hash? So, and just to, to sit, sit there and make omelets for these people while they come up and they're like, they get a big scoop of hash and they're like, we love the hash here. I'm like, you wouldn't if you knew what was in it. <laughs> so, right. um, I like my banquets at all inclusive resorts. But... Yeah, yeah, in Mexico, because they have such. Such high standards. And I saw them cook it all. It was good uh-huh. food. Yeah, yeah. It tasted good. Yeah. That's uh, just, my story. Just like the people saw me cook omelets to order. No. Right? I, I've watched people take my, my butter it that I would put. It was called butter it. Oil-based pads of butter. butter. Pads no, of it wasn't. Hydrogenized oil. It was just a big pitcher of um, oil that had butter flavor in it for, for the pan so the omelets wouldn't stick. And I watched, and I just let it happen. I, I, a woman came up with her juice glass, filled her juice glass with with yellow butter it, and then went back to her table. And then she came back and she and yelled it. And she yelled it. She screamed at me. She's like, "Why didn't you tell me that I filled my glass with butter?" And I'm like, "What? What would give you the idea that I'm putting orange juice?" In omelets, and why would you reach behind here and use the pitcher that I was using to make omelets? I just like, ma'am, the customer is always right. So if you well, wanted butter I thought, juice, I thought you wanted to drink butter. The, ma'am, I have seen that you are there were so many fifty pounds. There were so oh, th- th- we had a couple that would come in. They would literally tell us they would come in once a month. It was a four hundred fifty pound, five foot six woman. And a six three hundred thirty pound guy. L- literally, it was comical. And they would come up and they would tell us, "We love coming here. We don't even eat dinner the night before, so we get our money's worth." Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I figure that's you've yep. got to if you're going to a buffet, oh you've got to you can't eat the night. before. We would take like, out a plate. Uh, you, you mentioned cream puffs. We we would take out a plate of cream puffs, and there was probably like two dozen of them stacked there with some tongs. And we, we would watch people just take the entire plate back to their table. Oh, yeah. You got to like, go. You got to go it all was, out. Listen, it was. I used to go. And to, don't even get me started on the all-you-can-eat crab. I was going to say, oh, I used to go to oh, a buffet when they used to have oh, all-you-can-eat crab. Oh, Only on Fridays. Fr- Wednesdays was all-you-can-eat crab night. It sucked. All right. Before I vomit. 
So oh let's my get gosh, to question number awesome. five. All right. Who's got question number five? That Anybody? Jump on in. Question five. Bueller. I just had two. I don't know. Well, <laughs> step up and give it a third. I, I wasn't aware that there was going to be questions. <laughs> you Listen, never tell anybody. You've got to do so. your homework. Yeah, no, but... I don't. We never tell anybody. Well, we're going down a food path. It's not hard to think of one. All right. Well, what's question five then? Genius. Fine. All right. We'll do another ranking. Oh, not with your damn ranking. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Top three fast food restaurants of yours. Okay. That's doable. Yeah. All right, Steve. Go ahead. Oh, don't don't put me on. Oh, well, you said that's doable. I thought you had like Burger I King, you, Wendy's. Burger King is not even in the top twenty. Burger King is disgusting. Hey, I, hey, the last this is the last ranking. The this last a- three times I went to Burger King, within five minutes after eating there, like I would be throwing up in the parking lot. Burger King, Wendy's. I would say Mighty, but Mighty just doesn't work with me anymore. Mighty is so much better. It, it than used to be Mighty's for me. I guess Burger King, Wendy's, and then um, does Ted Hot Dogs count? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ted's. Yeah. See, I mean, they've got some local stuff going in there. So yeah. if you don't, if if anybody here says Chick Fil A, I'm going to cut you. No, I'm not a fan of Chick Fil A. Thank you. Um, I don't think it's worth all the hype. The chicken makes me sick. It's Listen, not worth the. I mean, I don't. I'm saying, I don't know necessarily one, two, three how they would rank, but. You got to go McDonald's, way better than Burger King. The fries alone are better than Burger King, no. anything ever made. No. Burger King is terrible. I wouldn't feed Burger King to my starving dogs if they were. I wouldn't feed McDonald's to my dogs either. I'd rather feed McDonald's to my dogs than Burger King. Why? Because uh, Burger King is just nasty. Burger King is great. Um, Freaking hippies. Burger, uh, McDonald's, again, in no particular order. McDonald's, Mighty Taco, and. No particular order. <laughs> I don't know. Um, is Chipotle it. considered fast food? Yeah. Yes. Then I'd say Chipotle. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna agree with Larry on this one. Like I would. I would. Actually, is Chipotle. Panera considered fast food? I would say yes. Is, is you what? stand. You stand to order, and you, you wait for your food. And what then about you sit Mo's? Down. I like. Mo's All right. Then I'm way. taking McDonald's out. I'm gonna go Mighty Taco, Panera, and Chipotle. I like. I like Mo's That's better fair. than Chipotle. Um, Mo's is crap. Do you want to fight, Larry? Because I'll, <laughs> I'll square up with you. I, I feel like I have more options at Chipotle. So if you know, if I see a Chipotle at an airport, I'm going there. Although I feel like Salsaritas, for some reason, Salsaritas seems more friendly or more healthy than Chipotle. Salsaritas. Well, Peter. I think Ma- because Salsaritas has also fast food. Salsaritas yeah. has the uh, cilantro. It does. that you can put on there. Uh, some people despise cilantro, though. I, it tastes like soap to me. So it's good that, stuff. That's a genetic predisposition. Some people can have such a vile repulsion for cilantro. It tastes it's like good. soap. Matt, Plus, when, Matt, when you finish your 23 Me, they'll tell you you have cilantro sensitivity. I'm not doing it. Plus, you tell should. me. I don't want to. It's just no. fun ordering cilantro. You should. Um, it's fun to say cilantro. Shut up, Larry. It's it is bad when you get it confused with parsley, though. Um, <laughs> I would true. say. That is true. I, I got Chipotle. What about Red Lobster and Olive Garden? Um, those aren't fast food. Yeah, they are. No, if not. you've seen the kitchens at Red Lobster, Red Lobster's not. You, you can't like sit down. I do it. I you can't those. just say, uh, "I want a lobster to I, go." I, I yeah, you can. They have a to go pickup. Nah. I still have gift certificates to both of those places. Anyways, um, yeah, we have to go, but yeah. I'm not going to enjoy it. So Chipotle, I'm going to put that down. I think for my local pick, I'm going to do Mighty Taco because that is like if I need something quick, I miss um, Mighty Taco so much. Um, I'll I'll go to Mighty Taco. And then, though I haven't been in been 
to Ted's in a long time. I like I like Ted's. Oh, Ted's is fire. I like Ted's, and I like I love Ted's onion rings. They're good onion. rings. I haven't I been there in a long. I love I've, their onion rings. I've been there very few times, but their onion rings are good. Yeah, it's been a long time since I um, was at Ted's. You've given so. patron to them. Yeah, it's they been used a while. to be right across the street from Toys R Us. That they're still there. Yeah, Toys, Toys R Us is gone. No, it's Burlington. You know what? That that the last time I was at that Ted's, this is a sad story, but it's funny. I have to laugh at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's been since it's sad, but in a funny sort of way. That's my so, life. So um, it it was at the it was <laughs> well, you eat at Burger King. It was pre-pandemic. So you have a sad life. I have not been back to Ted's <laughs> since the pandemic. So it was, it was pre-pandemic, and I had just the day before. I just uh, organized 17 people to move my parents out of their house while they were out to lunch. I was one of those people. Yeah. So while they were out to lunch, my dad knew that we were moving. My mom, um, with her issues, had had no idea that she was never going back to the house. So they went out to lunch, and I moved – like we had 17 people around the corner plus a moving truck, and we moved their entire house. And into their new place and set up their entire new place all in one day, not during a lunch hour. There was no way, but I was so lunch impressive. Lunch, so it took like eight hours, but we did it all. The next day, I still had uh, a pole trailer, and I was um, just getting rid of like my mom literally had forty years worth of clothes. She would have clothes for every every season. Every I'm like, we're not, we're not. Uh, never threw away anything. It was just... right. So I loaded a pole trailer up with bags and bags and bags of clothes, and I rushed over to the Salvation Army, and I'm dumping all my parents' belongings in the Salvation Army parking lot. And my dad calls, and he's like, "Hey, we're at Ted's on transit. Do you want to join us?" And I'm like, "I'm literally." A hundred feet away from them. Yeah. He has no idea I'm unloading all their personal belongings right at the Salvation Army. And I'm like, well, uh, just give me a few minutes. I'm I'm a little busy right now, but I could probably swing over in, in about like 10 or 15 minutes to, to do that. And, yep, I, I, I swung over and I had a hot dog. Um, and that would have been taking a seat outside where you could see the bin that you just dumped in. <laughs> so, so that was the last time I was at Ted's, uh, was when I was unloading my parents' belongings and they had no idea that I was, uh, donating all their personal stuff. That's a memory you keep forever. It is. There's a lot of those memories. That's a Ted hot dog memory. Yep. Thank you, Ted's. I appreciate that. <laughs> was that when, or when Rex Ryan was not there? <laughs> it wasn't what he was. Not Rex there. Ryan loved to frequent that tents. Yeah, he you was could not see there. his decal to truck outside. I, I kid you not. I would see it. Outside. I think I saw his decal truck there once during a Bills game because you know, <laughs> being the piece of crap that he was, he was probably there. Yet another. He would send his, he would send his brother, you know, to go get him. Rob rubbing his gut. Yeah, that was the dark ages. Oh, he was of bad. Bills football. We're gonna get a Super Bowl. We're gonna beat the Patriots. He's gonna get a Super Bowl. Fill it with. Uh, so. Yeah, with, that's exactly As long as the Bills don't draft another friggin' defensive end or defensive lineman, draft a wide receiver. But all right, we're going to wrap things up there. Um, we want to thank Steve Merlehan for coming on as our guest today. Oh, my gosh, I Thanks. haven't laughed that hard in so long. Thanks, Coach Larry. <laughs> no problem, Mr. Steve. No problem. 
Um, make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on our YouTube page at Stories from the Sidelines for all three. Um, again, if you want to uh, advertise with us or want to come on and be a guest, uh, send us a direct message on Facebook and we'll get back to you. And as always, we will see you next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. And let's go Sabres.